to No Applause, Just a Clap. With me is Deb, I'm Doug. The only person who, when you say he thinks in four colors, doesn't mean affirmative action. Really? Really. You just think comic book colors? Yep. Huh. Well, I'm thinking about the four colors of affirmative action, I feel vaguely racist. As well you should. That was a trap. It's a trap! Thank you, Admiral Akbar. Or Nixon. Or Nixon. It's a trap. Oh, or Nixon. Stuck with Spiro Agnew's headless body for eternity. <laughs> Where's the growling coming from? He doesn't have a head. I assume it's some kind of, like, cyber vocal emotional speaker. <sighs> oh my god. What? I just you just bubble wrapped. Oh no, it's just my wrist. Went on another ski trip. You know what it means. Uh-huh. What do girls usually do on ski trips? Nothing. I don't ski. It's stupid. Right. So you're left giving people hand jobs. Where are you getting this? Uh, every teen movie ever made. How many teen movies did you watch? Lots. Oh, it was in the 80s. So was I. I didn't watch all that crap. Oh, yeah. Ski school. What? Ski school. What are you talking about? It's like Caddyshack on a mountain. That sounds terrible. It's pretty awesome. Ugh. I wonder if it holds up. It Probably can't not. There's hold up. no way it holds up. I, I don't even know where to start now because of you talking about. You have an entire list. How do you say you don't know where to start? You literally look down at a list and go. This is where we're starting. Well, I know what we want to talk about. I'm not saying the segue is going to be great. Fine, let's just go straight into Arrow. We had the big other things you do with your hand. See? Every time we record while I'm getting sick, I just want to murder you. No, you don't need to be sick for that to happen. It's just more pronounced when I'm getting ill. Anyways, Arrow. I'm not happy with how this one ended. Well, yeah, because they have the supposed big reveal with Roy, which you called. No, I didn't. I thought you said last week. Nope, that's why I'm not happy with the ending. Like I said, you originally said Thea. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn you revised it mm-hmm. last week. Now, here's the question. Did he actually kill her? Or is he just having some kind of weird nightmare hallucinatory dream? The thing is, I'm not sure, in terms of the comics, I'm not sure what they could even be getting at. Because at no point does Arsenal ever betray or stand up to Black Canary. She's like a surrogate mother to him. Yeah. Um, she nurses him through his heroin uh, withdrawals. I mean, the, the whole thing. Um, I Is it an after effect of the Miracur? Miracuru, who is he under the who who is he being controlled by? Couldn't be Raj Al Ghul, can't be the League of Assassins. Yeah. No. So Roy's just batshit. Apparently. So I once again don't based on the evidence that we're positing right now, I still don't think it's Roy. Okay, we'll see. Uh, let's get the bulk of the episode though. The secret origins of Felicity Snow. I loved seeing Felicity's backstory. Okay, Felicity it, it is sa- the most it adorable like a- college goth girl I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> no, no comment. Anyways, go ahead. Man with nose limits. Um, <laughs> figure that one out, internet. 
Um, <laughs> Anyways, no, love seeing her backstory. Her mom cracked me the hell Well, up. it was one of those where I saw the title of the episode, The Secret Origin of Felicity Smoke, and I went, oh, we're going to get her backstory, and I really didn't think it was going to be as interesting and as funny and as, I wouldn't say this like heartwarming, but I mean, that it, I, I didn't think it'd be as engrossing as it was. Well, I think it was the end of the last season when they do the reveal that her mom was, you know, the biggest cocktail waitress. And her mom shows up, boy, is she the biggest cocktail waitress. I just love that line of, I sent you a text, you have to hit send, and then her phone goes off. And poor Felicity that morning, she's just working out, brushing her teeth, and then her boss, show, her boss shows up full suited at her apartment. Roy Palmer. While she's Ray Palmer, in, sorry. Yeah, like I said, while she's in her PJs, and five minutes later, her mother in the most revealing blue cocktail dress any woman her age You dress like wear. a stripper, and I know that's a compliment to you. Um, I honestly thought they were going to have a sinister nod uh, to, to Roy Pal- uh, Ray Palmer. I don't know why he keeps calling him Roy. Um, to Ray Palmer, where at one point Felicity says to him, have you ever invented something that you knew would be, you know, bad, mm-hmm. basically? And he goes, those are the best inventions. And I'm like, yeah. please start hinting the, at the fact that he could become the Adam. Adam, yeah. But I mean, it's... it's Which could totally work in this shared DC cinematic because it's a different world. Which we're going to talk a lot about later. I was going to say, also, um, Diggle showing up at the Arrow Cave with, with the baby. Sarah. Oh, my God. That was great because literally, I, even my head went... Well, who's she to fucking tell? Well, that was my thought, too. I don't know why he's not comfortable with it. He doesn't seem comfortable with, like, children. And you see that in the island, uh, in the in the Hong Kong flashbacks. Well, yeah, when he's bribing the kid. Yeah, that he's oh. looking at the kid as a as more of an asset than a human being. He probably hasn't spent much time around young children, has he? No. They spent five years doing God knows what, being apparently a, tr- a, a killer. But, I mean, before that, he was... A- a playboy so I mean when are you going to spend time well and you have the whole let's give you a million dollars so you and that baby go away thing yeah I'm wondering when that's going to come back maybe it's just a matter of it's showing the character of Myra I don't know I guess we'll see but yes no I I loved Felicity I loved Felicity's backstory it was great poor Felicity just losing her fucking mind because her mom's driving her nuts and you know then you have like basically the plot of Lethal or Lethal Weapon, uh, Die Hard Four. You're supposed to be here. That was fucking nutties. Like I nutties? What was that, Doug? Like, you're like I'm talking, I'm talking like Paul Rudd and fucking so I love nutties. you, man. Seeing a GIF, I just said GIF. Who am I? Um. But no, that uh, that that I didn't see coming. That the mom was like kind of supposed to be there, but the minute she goes, "Oh, I got the email," I'm like, "Oh fuck, something's going on." You know, something's going to happen. I do like that Felicity can also take care of herself now. That she, you know, actually did manage to disarm him. Yeah. Well, and the mom says, like, without that gun, my daughter could take you, and without that gun, her daughter take. I mean, it was it was the red it was the red handled machete moment from the, this season's Walking Dead. I have to tell you, the her, promise that gets paid off. Her college boyfriend. Was, the fake death one was such an unsympathetic character even from the get go well I'm it's like, why weird are you dating this douchebag oh like girls don't fall in love with assholes but yeah no it's <laughs> have you ever heard of hacktivism 
Why don't you shut your fucking mouth, you dumbass? Well, only because that is a passe phrase at this point. Ugh. Unless you're part of Anonymous. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Um, I, I didn't research the name, but I'm pretty sure the, uh, the other roommate, Myron, uh-huh. is a reference to Micron from uh, the Fearsome 4? Five? Fearsome some alliterative number? Um, from, the, from the Teen Titans. Which. Sorry, I was just yawning. That's all right. No one saw you. You didn't have to say anything. Well, that's just why there was awkward silence. It's because I was yawning. I was done with my point. Fine then. Mm-hmm. Do we want to keep talking about uh, superheroes? When we talk about your young justice. I was going to say we could pretty much use the that I was going to break down um, the fearsome whatever um, with that it's it's mammoth and glow. Fuck, what is her name? Shimmer, glimmer, something like that. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Micron and so forth. But, uh, there's a fourth one in there. Simon. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, decided to, like, pretty much slam through the entire second season, uh, last season, of, uh, Young Justice Invasion. You haven't watched it. I'm still a little unclear. You explain it to me. That's what I'm unclear about. What do you need? There's so many new characters that have been introduced since the end of the first season. They have names. Do you really need to know, like, who Wonder Girl's mentor is? Yes. Really? I'd like to. Who do you think mentors Wonder Girl? Wonder Woman. All right. However, I I did love the small subplot they had with Miss Martian in the first season where she's taking other forms while she's fooling around with Superboy. And she takes Black Canary's form at some point. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother bag of... But like, that's just such a mind fuck. Well, and the thing is, I'm gonna spoil some of the season for you, Deb. Cause yeah, cause I've never been. I was gonna say, you know, I'm never that upset about spoilers. I can still enjoy something for its face value. Well, you're not. I I do, but um, that you know, a lot of the the I, I actually had my mom walked by me while I was watching it, and she goes, "Oh, I see you're watching something that's you know intellectually stimulating," and I'm like, actually. This wouldn't be for kids. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say like for a five-year-old. I don't think they could, you know. Well, they probably wouldn't follow the plot the, and or enjoy some it. Of the, well, and some of the subtext, like, it jumps, the second season jumps ahead five years. Uh, Robin's become Nightwing, da-da-da-da-da. Um, and Superboy and, and Miss Martian have broken up. Yeah. And you find out throughout the course of this whole thing on Ran with Adam Strange, which I loved, um, that... Um, part of the reason that he broke up with her is because they got in an argument about how she used her psychic powers to basically brain fuck um, bad guys and leave them catatonic. Um, and, and he's she, very sensitive about that since, it's, it's since the whole mind control thing. I was going to say his early life experiences. She goes in and decides to erase the argument a la Buffy and uh, I was going to say well, Willow and Willow Terry. and Terry. Yeah, yeah but a la Buffy. Tabula Rasa. Uh-huh. And uh He's like, he says something like, what makes you think I wouldn't, like, recognize your touch in my mind? And it's a very subtle, almost rape metaphor. Oh, no, that's that's just a rape. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's a cartoon, so, I mean, forget so. But uh, between that and the different characters, you know, there's death, there's fake death, there's 
a double agent that could be a triple agent. There's, I literally, at one point, I wanted to actually get out a, a notepad and diagram out, like, who was playing who and who knew that they were being played by. And they knew that they were being played, so they are playing the other side to play against the other side. Like, and there are, like, nine sides to it. I mean, it's a very complex um, series of plot lines in Invasion. And once again, it ends with, and we've talked about this, it ends on the best, worst cliffhanger, which pisses me off. Since they haven't done it anymore. That... You know, the light once again gets away. Who gives a shit? They've dealt him a harsh blow, but it ends up with Vandal Savage on Apocalypse talking to Darkseid and going business as usual. And you're like, what the fuck does Darkseid have to do with all of this? And you never know. They haven't released in comics. They haven't... Nothing. They haven't put a Buffy. They haven't put an Angel. They haven't done an in-canon... Um, series about it. They did one that fills in the five-year gap, but I, I honestly, I don't consider it canonical. Um, I know you're going to smirk when I said it. So, but I don't consider it canon. Um, couldn't tell you why. I just don't like I actually like not knowing. I really do. Um, they fill in enough gaps that everything else, there's no way you can match my imagination. Okay. But extremely sophisticated plot lines. Um, it was one of those I really... I had to keep like myself in check going, don't fall into a one more episode hole. Which did not work. I watched the entire second season in a day. You're like, it didn't work. No. It didn't no, it didn't. No. So. Um, so, Gotham, this week's episode. You okay there? Um, scanning to remember this Penguin's week's episode. Penguin's Umbrella. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Which... I thought it was going to be an origin story, which it isn't, but I like that he uses it as a cane to begin with. And well, then... he's all gimped out from the... The, the, the pipe... The pipe-hitting... Yeah. ...scene. Yeah. Um, but I like that it... The... the What the title implies by the end of that episode. Yeah, and I mean, they, they do some reveals on one of the reasons why Falcone is spared Gordon is at the Penguin's death. And Penguin. Yeah, and Penguin. I was going to say, and... It, oh. Go ahead. Okay. i got to show you a tweet from Felicia, uh, Felicia Day. Day. I was going to say, and you get a little bit more of uh, Barbara. I was going to say, and... Speaking of which. <laughs> Felicia Day tweets. That's exact, you know, that was exactly what I was about to say. You get a little bit more of Barbara, but why would you come back? You're just a hit. Oh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Cause okay. I, but I want to... Felicia Day tweeted, I really like Gotham. But Barbara is too dumb to live most of the time. Which, for Felicia Day, is a little harsh, I thought. Um, what? Well, why would she I, come back? She can't this, help. This she once, can't help. This, this once again goes into the... A plot device that didn't need to be there. I'm glad it was there, in terms of the story. Yeah. But that... Conflict... When you define conflict in, in drama, it's the character acting opposite that they should. It's the opposite of common sense. Once again, I talked about last week where all Gordon had to say to Barbara was, you know that widget with the fucking hipster hair? That's the guy everyone thinks I killed. He's alive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would have put her in danger, but it would have diffused... She was already in danger. But that she came fucking back. Now, my thing is that I love that they brought Zaz in. That was Zaz. I, I thought he was a little misdirected in terms of characterization. 
I, like I said, I like that he's there. I wish that they'd been a little bit more nuanced. Why? Why does he have the weird like Matrix Amazons with him? That actually, I really wondered about. Like, I did not understand why they were there at all. Now he can have backup, but like, why were they dressed like Dominatrix Matrix? You know, Dama Matrix. You know, there was actually a Matrix question at trivia last night, and we all laughed so fucking hard. Was it how much do clothes cost in the Matrix? God, I wish. Uh, No, it was you know what character wasn't in the Matrix. But anyways, they gave us a list of four. Uh, any of the ones that were co- referred to like natural born or whatever they're called no honey the movie not the actual matrix oh oh I overthought that bad boy it was, yeah it was like Apoc Dozer Tank and Lunar we're like duh Lunar wasn't in the matrix but technically hold on re-read, reread that list Apoc Dozer Tank Technically, Dozer and Tank were never in the Matrix. We're never in the Matrix. We're they were natural the Ma- born. We're talking about the Matrix, the movie, not the Matrix. The- I know, but I actually would have been like bullshit technicality. Like they were technically we not right. in the Matrix. We got it wrong. We would have argued it. But, but Luna, is, yeah, that I'm aware of. I mean, I've never seen the Animatrix, but no. The Matrix was actually pretty good. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um. Yes. So anyway, so Sorry, Gotham. I. You and I are in, and I, I really do think this, an abusive relationship with Gotham. We want to leave it, but we can't. It keeps it, it keeps slapping us with Jada Pinkett Smith, but then goes, I'm sorry, baby. Scarecrow and Two-Face are on the way, and I'm like, fucking goddammit. Like, that's, it's literally an abusive relationship. Oh, my God. Tell me I'm wrong. That is not the metaphor I would have used to describe it. How would you have described it? Not as well as that, I guarantee you. I was going to say the show we love to hate. I don't know. No. Abusive relationship. We actually have two more superhero things on here to do. I guess technically three more superhero things on here to discuss. Okay. Uh, Super gods. He's done a lot of drugs. Like a lot of drugs. Who more so? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, he doesn't shy away from the talk of it. No, no, not He talks about his, like, psychedelic, like, soaked, like, 20s. Or in his 30s now, actually. And he's doing his wandering around the world with a shaved head. He's becoming, he's basically becoming King Mob. Yeah, exactly. From the Invisibles. Well, and he's he's finally talking about that. I have to admit, as much as I'm really enjoying the book. With all the the Arkham Asylum money. Yeah, all that Arkham Asylum money. As much as I'm really enjoying the book. There's a lot of money. The part before that where he's trying to talk about contacting the 2D world, I just wanted him to shut the fuck up. No, he actually re-hits on that when he was writing The Filth, and I thought it was it's a really neat idea. It is a really neat idea, but it's just one of those things where I, the way he was describing it, I'm like, you overly pretentious prick. Stop going all Alan Moore on this. Oh, no. Oh, God. No, no, no. That's the thing. Is he goes Morrison on it, not Moore. Morrison. He is not fond of Alan Moore at all. It is hilarious. It gets. I wouldn't say worse, but like, it just keeps going. Where you're like, okay, cool. He's I'm worked it out of his. Now. He's worked out of his. It's, he's worked it out of his system, and then it's like, nope. Now I'm going to talk about when Alan Moore jumped to ABC and the whole image debacle. Like, he does not. You mean when he murdered Image? Did, well. 
several people murdered Image. Uh, but but well, I shouldn't say murder because Image survived. But um, but yeah, once again, Alan Moore taking just a sharp stick and bludgeoning, um, and taking and exploiting the 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 creator rights, and going well, fine. Um, yeah, it's when he starts talking about like when Moore writes like the third. Um, Leave Extraordinary Gentleman, and you kind of get the sense of Morrison going, yeah, yeah, no, we get it. Public domain, shit comic, moving on. Like, I do like he, he gets about, a little a little venomous. I was going to say, I do like him talking about writing Spawn on accident. Who, more? No, no, I was going to say, uh, Morrison mm. is talking about accidentally writing three issues of Spawn because of an article misquoting that he'd been asked, and him calling up. And being uh, McFarlane like, going, is this happening? He being like, man, McFarlane's like, meh. Sure. Yeah, which I can totally see happening. But, no, why not? And he's talking about his mad Spawn money. He does get a shit ton of money from Spawn, doesn't he? From the three issues of Spawn, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that was the thing, is that, you know, Image started and everyone went, ah, you'll never make it. You'll never be able to go up against Marvel and DC. And then, like, within a month, they were all driving fucking Ferraris. I mean, Spawn, I think, is still the highest-selling comic with something like three million copies. There's a lot I always liked about Spawn, other than that horrible movie. The uh, the cartoon wasn't bad. Yeah, the cartoon wasn't bad. Um, I mean, Keith David was like a no-duh casting for The Voice, but... Durr. Durr. So, uh, I went and saw Birdman on... Thursday? Or Thursday. if you're a longtime listener of Doug Loves Movies, Feather Guy. It was actually really good. It all made complete sense to me, and I understand why they did the last shot the way that they did, but it was a little... It was the only thing that didn't make sense in the entire movie. Okay. I would have done the music cues completely differently. Because it's all very kind of, you know, classical score and jazz age drums. So, it's which I can see in that movie. I mean, I can see how you could make yeah, you could make that work. But the point is to not make it work. Like I said, the incredibly well acted Edward Norton as a douchebag Broadway actor, fucking hilarious, and poor Michael Keaton as the washed-up action star trying to be taken seriously as an actor, while everyone just wants to fucking grind him into dust. Especially as a strange daughter from the previews that I've seen. She's actually not trying to. She just has her own shit going on. The actual kind of almost real villain in this is a theater critic, and she's a pretty famous actress, and I cannot for the life of me think of her name right now. It'll come back to me later. What else is she in? Oh, you said theater actress, huh? No, 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 she's a theater critic. She's, she's a film actress. Oh. It'll, it'll come back to me later. I was going to say, she's actually kind of almost the villain in that because there's a part where he's getting ready for the debut and he sees her at a bar and goes to talk to her about something and she basically says to him, no matter what happens, I'm going to fucking destroy and close your play. Awesome. I mean, yeah, like I said, she's almost the real villain in this. Edward Norton is just such a douchebag during parts of it. And uh, Emma Stone, who plays his daughter also incredibly well acted, is so fucking skinny. Do you remember the name of the... Um, film critic? Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me... Leslie? Know. Is it Naomi Watts? No, it's not Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts plays one of his actresses. Um, 
she does really well. Hold on. Andrea Riseborough. Also plays one of the actresses, I believe. Natalie Gold is Clara. Lindsay Duncan is Tabitha. See, names Mer- are... Weaver is Annie. Names aren't helping. Amy Ryan is Sylvia. Like, like I said, names aren't helping. Yeah, but some of those are character names. You're a character, babe. That didn't work. No, it totally did. Alright. Thank you, IMDb. I say definitely go see it. Zach Galifianakis is his poor, put-upon, best friend, executive producer, and lawyer. Yeah. Oh, Lord. He, he is charged with, you know, keeping the whole cast together and getting everything made and done, and it's it's... I won't say painful to watch, but you're just like, the man must be exhausted. Lindsay Duncan, that's who I was thinking of. I said that. I just need to see her in? picture. She's been in a, a bunch of other, she, she's a bunch of other stuff. But anyways. But yeah, she's the real villain of the piece. However, the funny thing is, the words they use to describe her when they do the first reveal on her is, do you see that woman over there that looks like she licked a homeless man's ass? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Licked a homeless man's ass. I think they just mean her sour disposition. She was the voice of a droid in episode one, but I don't talk about that. Yes, we do. We talk about how racist it was. Yeah, there's nothing in her filmography that I'm even... Let me look through it later and I'll tell you what I've seen that I'm remembering her from. All I know is that British television comes comes up with the weirdest goddamn titles ever. Okay. Are we going to move on, or do you want to keep looking? Because I thought you wanted to talk about Jared Leto, which I believe... Oh, she's in Perfect Strangers! Oh, no, wait, that's 2001. Never mind. (laughs) I thought you wanted to talk... She was on Doctor Who. I remember the episode, The Waters of Mars, but Adelaide Brooke, I would imagine she's like one of the main... Like, she's like the main girl, other than... Are you done? Because this isn't interesting for anyone. Kind of interesting. You want to talk about Jared Leto? Not particularly, but I will anyway. You know Jared what? Leto is being My tapped, eyed, money fucked, maybe even, probably. Probably money fucked. Apparently, he's been trying to break. He's been trying to break into fucking comic book movies for a while, from what I'm to gather. Um, he's being eyed uh, for the Joker in the Suicide Squad movie. Okay, my initial response was, really? And then I thought about it and thought about some of the other indies that he's done, and he's a very capable actor. He is. Um, one thing, we, we go back to the whole, like, I should on Heath Ledger. Like I said, I shouldn't have. I'm only thinking of George, and he's a, and he's a fucking character. I mean, he's a, a, not a character actor. What am I thinking of? Method actor. I mean, the guy's gonna fucking pull a Daniel Day-Lewis on being the Joker. I'm not denying that whatsoever. Like I said, my first reaction was really, and then my second reaction was, well, now, maybe. My issue is not that he's being tapped to play the Joker. Mm-hmm. My qu- my issue is, why is the Joker in the Suicide Squad movie? I know they have a lack of Harley Quinn, um, but to shoehorn in, and that's basically what's being said, that the original draft of the script did not have the Joker in it. They're shoehorning him in. Which is stupid. Well, I just imagine the only way that DC can top Marvel in terms of the Avengers, I mean, is to give... Who's going to fight the Justice League? The yeah. Injustice League. The Injustice Gang. You know, you're going to have to build whoever it is. 
You're going to have Luthor, Joker, maybe Deadshot versus Batman. I don't, I don't know. I guess you'd already have Joker, but Deadshot's still a Batman villain. So maybe they're kind of like going, like, we'll build our villain team out. Well, which is an interesting thing to do. Well, what else are they going to do? It's going to be a rough go for the next... By the way, I did the math. I'll be almost 40 when Avengers 2, uh, Avengers 3 Three. Part 2 comes out. That's depressing. Why would you do the math? Because I'm a glutton for punishment. Apparently. I was like, cool, I'll be almost 40 hanging out watching the Avengers movie. That doesn't sound like exactly what my 13-year-old self thought I would end up doing. Um, at all. Oh. Oh, it's totally like I'm... I, I think at 13 I pretty much envisioned myself as a skinny version of, of the of the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Worst for you ever. Worst aspirations ever. Although he's married to a hot Asian chick now. Oh, thank God it's not uh, Chalmers, uh, not Chalmers, uh, Skinner's mom. Oh, really? He had a whole there? thing with Principal Skinner's mom. Does she have a name? Miss Skinner? Or mom? No, they they say her name. I couldn't tell you what it is off the top of my head. I'm sure the internet will tell us. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, they didn't keep me up having sex this time. Nope, just watching no, movies. I, I don't think they were watching anything. I think they fell asleep with the TV on. Which is Like old people. Just annoying. Like Skinner's mom. You fall asleep watching Jag? What is that from? Uh, Family Guy, I think. Because they're gotcha. talking about only how only old people watch Jag. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Is Jag still on? Can't be. Now they're watching NCIS? Yesterday, for uh, Shooting the Gap, we did top five Aussie, Aussie sang, uh, sung songs. That's awkward. Huh? Uh, top five songs Aussie sang. Okay. So it could be Black Sabbath or... <laughs> right. Um, and we did that in honor of that they've announced they're going to be doing another season of the Osbournes. What? Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't aware that was still on the air. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. It's been off the air for quite some time because Jack and Kelly don't live at home anymore. Right. So they're bringing them back, which I'm amazed, like, because, like, Jack's got, like, lupus or something, right? Um, he's, I think it's, I was going to say, it might be MS. Sure. But he, he's got, yeah, he's got a, he's got a chronic disease. He's also married with a daughter now. Chronic. Yeah, not chronicle. Right now, chronicle disease sounds amazing. Think about it. I'm living a saga. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's married with a daughter now. Does he really? Yeah. So I know. I mean, got a little well, my girl. my thing was, and Gonzo didn't have the answer. Not that I expected him to. But I went, why is it to bring Ozzy back to relevance? Because I mean, Sharon's been working solidly on, on the view. View? Yeah. Or the voice? No, no it's not the, the talk. Voice. It's the, the talk. talk. Yeah. The one with, uh, with uh, Lana. Yeah. And Lana. said, Lana, did I show you that autocorrect on my phone? Yes, but I almost started laughing. Yeah. I was um, going to say, she's been working solidly since then. I mean, yeah. I mean it's not like... Well, and Kelly's on, uh, f well, I guess Fashion Police isn't. Well, they're, they're, it's not canceled, but it's on hiatus. Right, right, right. Like I said, Kelly's on Fashion Police. Jack, like I said, has been pretty quiet. Uh, he's got a record label that's making apparently a lot of a lot of decent money. But I mean, money. he got married a while ago. They have a daughter. They were expecting another one that didn't work out. 
I was going to say, she miscarried pretty far on in oh, pregnancy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say. And so, I mean, he's basically been a family man for quite a while now. So I'm really wondering, what the hell this new season's going to be about? I don't know. Yeah. Ozzy loves Sharon. <laughs> Sometimes. Where he's not trying to strangle her and then pissing on the Alamo. That all happened. Yeah, I realized that, and then I was thinking the only worst thing I've ever read about that is the Motley Crue snorting the ant story. Uh, we we talked a bit about Motley Crue and and uh, we were talking about Jack Osborne. I was like, doesn't he have that like lupus disease or something? And then we started talking. And I was like, doesn't Mick Mars have like a degenerative like bone disease and he should have been dead like fifteen years ago? Yeah, he has a horrible ago. bone disease, which is why he can't really move. But he anymore. keeps but he keeps on trucking. He's so. So he's a, he's a walking now. skeleton. He's so frail now. And we were talking about how um, basically like Mick Mars was like dulling the pain because he didn't know he had the disease no. until late. Much later on. He goes, yeah, he was basically dulling it with like any any drugs. any drugs. Yeah. And I literally went, how many drugs? Without missing a beat, Gonzo actually said, all, all the, the drugs. drugs. And we started talking about the differences of, of Nikki Six just thinking he's a self-important prick and... So, speaking of that era, one of our trivia questions last night was named four out of the six top ten poison songs. And Ooh, four out of six? Libby and Alicia were very disappointed that both Polly and I had that down without even thinking. Hold on, gotta get four out of six? Yeah. Everybody else has his thorn. Mm-hmm. Girls go, that's the fucking Molly Crew. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can think of another poison song. Rose has a thorn. Huh? Talk Dirty to Me, Unskinny Bob. Fuck, yeah. God, what's the last one? Because we, we actually did figure it out. Unskinny Bob. I didn't it's, it's a longer title. It's gonna It'll come back to me later. But yeah, between Polly and I, we managed to get all four pretty fucking easily. And the girls were like basically horrified with us. You want to talk about being horrified with Brett Michaels? We were talking about a reality TV show in a therapy class. And I went, has anyone seen Rock of Love? <laughs> And they go because I said something about don't knock reality TV Which show. My friend's ex girlfriend was on one. They went, who? And I'm like, Daisy. Yeah. Well, and I went, Vanessa, because I know it's gonna annoy the living shit out of her. Which is funny because every time I look at her, all I can think is that's what LA does to people. Well, Chuck went glam well before they moved there. I but, realized, but she got a lot of work done. Oh, yeah. Were you not around for the boob face job no. thing? No. Oh, oh, that was a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. It looked like... It was... It was her boring. recovery looked like what I imagine Macaulay Culkin would have... If he would have survived the bee sting attack. Don't, don't take this the wrong way. It's just... She, she looked so generic when she was done. She was plastic. Yeah. She's what every person who gets work done gets done. Like I said, that's what L.A. does to people. Anyways, There's a spot on. on your face where I can't tell if your eyes are watering from being sick or you have glitter on you. No, my eyes watering. Okay. God, I don't know where the hell have I gotten glitter on me. You know, no judges. Well, I haven't been to a strip club in a few years. Yeah, but glitters is the herpes of craft. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you finished reading the Veronica Mars book that you lent me forever ago that I loved. I did, I finished it. As we were sitting <laughs> off here. Off air. And I was watching Archer. Uh, which was incredibly distracting, but uh, half the time I wasn't laughing at the book, I was laughing at Archer. Yeah. Well, it was a really good episode. It is. Um, I will not suck the poison out of your taint. 
Thanks, Curry James Mason. Um, I have a few issues with it. One, which I, I'm going to posit this as a concern slash question. Okay. Does an artist have a term for that? It's not equipment. No, it's a concern. I'm actually more okay with concern than equipment. Okay. Because equipment sounds like a fruit. It does, doesn't it? I made this pie with equipments. So, the language is, I would say, significantly R-rated in, in the book. It's more than two well, or three episodes. remember, F-bars. when they piloted Veronica Mars, they piloted it for HBO. And see, that was my question, was going to be, was that Rob Thomas's kind of intent was to have it be a bit more dark, edgy, hard-boiled than yeah. it ended up on whatever, what was it, on the, the CW? CW? I think it, it might have been the WB at that point. The, Anyways. the point the point I was saying that that it was on it ended up on network. You know, I actually wonder if we haven't seen the uncut pilot and it actually was a lot more sweary. And the pilot that we originally got was the was the cut the pilot. bleached sanitized version. Hmm. Excuse me, I need to email Rob Thomas. Who does not look like what I thought he would. Well, whenever you say Rob Thomas, I immediately just imagine the lead singer from Matchbox 20, even though I know that's not true. Right. You're dangerously close, weirdly enough. He's a good-looking older man. I mean... Well, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. It did me. I kind of pictured like a George Costanza type. Really? Yeah, I think all writers are balding. It's a thing. By the way, we noticed last night that uh, Hufflepuff has never worn that shirt since the first time. Since he mispronounced uh, uh, Hogwarts money? Nots. Newts. Newts. Sorry. Yeah. Since he, he mispronounced... Said oh my god. Like I said, he has... Yeah, he's never worn that shirt since then. And I don't know if you noticed, but I just switched out to my Harry Potter phone case. I didn't notice. Yeah. I also haven't looked at your phone much. My, my, dead, my Deadpool phone case does not have a healing factor. Ooh. Uh, sorry, to get back to the Veronica Mars yeah. novel. So, the, the language is a bit rougher, which makes me wonder about the original intent. Um, the other thing I, I really didn't like about it was that it seemed... And once again, this... this I know that the, the, the movie was basically fan-supported uh, financially. Um, but there's this urge I sense from Rob Thomas where he, every he puts out a new Veronica Mars thing to kitchen sink every fucking character. I kind of wonder if he's just thinking maybe this is my last shot. Yeah, but you know, after a movie and a novel, and the second novel came out last month. I mean, it's the obviously. The second novel came out last month, and I haven't read it yet. I haven't gotten it yet. Is it available on Nook or Kindle? Fuck, I don't know. I'm not on Nook or Kindle. Not be used with Kendall uh, Casablancas. <laughs> yeah. I really, I hate to say this because they've done small things. I really just kind of want the final showdown between her and Madison. You kind of get it in the movie. Well, yes, because she punches her in the fucking face. Yeah. But I mean, like. But my thing is that they they, they, they it, Dick Casablanca showing up at the party made sense. Her mom showing up was an interesting personal slant on the mystery. I'm not going to ruin the book. But it just seemed like they kind of shooed in, they shoehorned in 
the 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 public not the public yeah the public defender uh, Cliff McCormick like but I always want him to be a rogue oh yes I, I, I'm absolutely with you but you know what I mean like Logan could not have been in the book which he wasn't really outside of Skype sessions well they also make big references to him I but you know what I mean like there were people that in there that I was just like you're just referencing there could have been no mention of Lily Kane yeah and the book would have been the same there could have been absolutely no mention or Duncan Kane and the weird, I went to Mexico because I'm an autistic killer with a baby thing. You know, I honestly always kind is. of wondered a little bit of follow-up of like Duncan running off with the baby. To Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying spin-off, like but... Australia, didn't we? Or whatever. It was someplace with a beach. Where you couldn't go to an epileptic fit and kill somebody. We all know that he didn't kill Lily. No, Perseus Harry Hamlin. Perseus. Fine. Um, which, by the way, the guy that the woman that played his um, wife. Apparently, the, you're wrong, or it's going to take a year to get to Kendall, uh, because it says January twentieth, two thousand fifteen. It's two months out. Which? What's the name of the book? Mister Kissentel. You said that so fast that it actually sounded like a last name. It's German, Kissentel. <laughs> Bank farter. I don't know what that is. Please oh, don't explain it. No, it's from Scrubs. Remember, I was gonna say that it's. I was gonna say Elliot's at her new hospital, and, and Carla tells this really horrible story about her bank farter. Yeah, like I said, no, it sounds German. Bank farter. What up, bank farter? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry go sorry. ahead. Um, yeah, two months out apparently. Okay. Um. So anyway, those are my kind of big bitches about it. Were, but. You and I both talked about how it was e- I, a. It was an easy read. I love two. It. It's an easy read because I can picture and I can hear oh, I can totally the characters hear, in my voice. I can, I can hear her in my head. Every cadence. It was. It was the Rob Thomas. You could tell. She knew how to read what he was trying to portray. Absolutely. And so I was going to say, did he direct a lot of them, or did, did he? That I don't know. I was going to say, because I mean, I don't know if it was just that she's that talented, because she's extremely talented, or they had a really good director. I think both. I mean, no one else could have been Veronica Mars, in my opinion. I can't even picture anyone else. No. Um, my o- my only other big bitch um, would be the book design, but that's me. What, what didn't you like about it? I'll that? pull out the book. Flip it out! Woo! Crazy. The colorized and posterized picture, this is bullshit. It's horrible. It's a horrible picture. Just the negative space use. I mean, it's it's horrible. This whole book design makes no fucking sense. You know, it's the palm trees with the girl in the bikini. No, it, it's not good. No, it's not. It, it's basically a throwaway thought. And I'm wondering, though... It looks like a fucking airport book is what it looks like. I'm wondering if they're trying to establish a look for the series, though. I hope not, because that would mean bad yeah, photo no, quality no, and, no, and, clutter, no. and cluttered text. Yeah. Okay, so that's the look of the books is uh, bad, photo bad, bad Photoshop and, um, look at that, and, yeah. and cluttered text. Yeah. Sorry, hon. No, that's all right. The thing is that, you know, my, my book cover design sensibilities, and this will come to a shock to nobody, but you'll so I think you'll have a moment of realization where you go, makes total sense. Um, my book cover 
design sensibilities come from comic book covers. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I have to say, I in general and I, enjoy... I, that, that, that's a piece of shit cover. Sorry. It's a piece of shit cover. Next one. Slightly less of a piece of shit. Based on the background image of the hotel key and it, the... It is, I was going to say, it does it, a it lot draws less, your eye differently. It has a lot less negative space. But I didn't, I didn't probably know for about, I don't know, seven chapters of opening that book, there was a girl on that cover. Actually, I never noticed it until yeah. now. Never noticed it until now. Okay. And really, the title of it, Thousand Dollar Sandline, means fucking nothing. Well, it really does. It means nothing. Think about what it's in reference to, and then tell me that why that should be the title. Well, there's no reason why that should be the title. I don't want to do any spoiler alerts. I did find... I think they eventually named the character, but the poor kid, the white kid with the dreadlocks, to be, like, kind of a really amusing character. Willie Murphy. Willie Murphy? Willie Murphy! That's why I said it like that. But like I said, kind of a, a poor, poor... Fuck your couch! Put upon character. And he, he was, you know, kind of the one that was driving the plot more than anything else. Yeah, by the... Well, yeah, by about uh, two-thirds. Um, well, he, he has the breadcrumbs. Yeah. He yeah. is a breadcrumb. He is a breadcrumb. I did like the reference when she has to go to the hotel where she's scared to open up the ice machine because last time she did that, she, there found, was a girl she in it. found a fucking body. Yeah, I mean, I liked all the nods. And once again, like, I know that he has to write it in a way that if you haven't seen the movie or the show... There has to be exposition. There has to be the description of Logan, the description of um, Keith Mars. There's the, the description of Cliff uh, McCormick. Anyway, it's to me, it's for me. It's, it's, it's well, it's a waste of sixty words because I get it. Um, which we'll talk about why I know exactly why that sixty words. But um, but I liked it. It it, it was. I could see it unfolding as an episode, or uh, at least a, like a two to three episode arc. You can understand why I blew through it in a couple days. Oh yeah. Well, once I got, you know, I, I was reading like ten pages out of whack, and then once the mom shows up, it like, was like I'm bringing this motherfucker real. to work. I'm bringing this motherfucker on the bus. Like, I like full shields up, headphones in, no music playing or no podcasts on. Um, which I need to talk about a new podcast with you later. Okay. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but, um, but yeah, like headphones in, book out, shields up. Not that I'm ever worried about being uh, catcalled. I am pretty, but I'm not that pretty. Oh, you're pretty. I'm almost unbearably beautiful. Sometimes it's hard to look at you. Mm-hmm. It's like looking at looking at God. Face of God. Yeah. So um, I can only take a brief comprehension of it. Uh, a long time ago, a friend of mine recommended an animated series to me, and uh, the non-turn picked it up on a whim. Rick and Morty. It's fucking hilarious. You were watching it like weeks ago. It's uh, Dan Harmon. Yes, I was. Uh-huh. I was going to say, but he actually bought the... With the time-traveling grandfather or whatever yeah, the fuck exactly. that is? Well, uh-huh. he does a lot of things. He bought the Divids. There's an episode I need to make you watch, and it's called the, it's the Mr. Mishi episode. Where you can push a button and it creates a little avatar and its only purpose is to help you complete a task and then it disappears. And it gets caught in this horrible loop where the dad creates one to help him take two strokes off his golf game. And he can't do it and so the Mr. Mishi character 
creates more of the other avatars to help him help the dad learn his golf stroke. Uh-huh. And it's this horrible, horrible loop. And they end up basically losing their minds and starting to murder everyone. It's fantastic. You would love it. But you still haven't seen Heat Vision and Jack. Nope. Then the way you described it sounded horrible. In the best possible way. The point is, it's supposed to be horrible. No, the way you described it just sounded annoying to me. Yeah, you're going to hate it. Just still see it. Fagman. Not horrible. You should see it. Okay, what is it? Basically, Robert De Niro, it's already, you should see it. Robert De Niro hires John Cusack. Well, I mean already. You know how I feel about John Cusack. To pick up a bag and deliver it to him okay. while waiting in a motel room. This combines all John Cusack roles. Like, like Emotionally awkward. Even for better off Motel dead. room. Oh, God. <laughs> Conflicted killer. It literally hits every beat of John Cusack's career in one movie. <laughs> it sounds pretty awesome. Actually, it's neo-noir, which I think we all know how much I like of that. Um, no monkey. No monkey. How did you know that was going to be the next thing out of my I mouth? Know. Is um, there a monkey? Can't be near or if there's a monkey. But that, uh, back to Veronica Mars, that's weird. So, um, and it's all about the weird, like, he's waiting in this fucking, uh, hotel room. He's been shot in the hand by the guy who was gonna give him the bag for Robin De Niro, um, who he's had to kill, and he puts the body in a trunk that doesn't close. Like, it closes with, like, the, like, wire coat hanger holding it shut. Oh. So, like, a, a, right there, like, in the first five minutes, you're like... We're like, this is gonna go This off. is fucked, yeah. But then he comes across the menagerie of odd-ass characters at this, like, New Orleans hotel in, like, rural New Orleans. Oh, God. Um, the Amazonian hooker, played by Rebecca... Del Rasa, La Rasa, I believe, who is pretty much the most amazing set of legs I've ever seen with a head on it. Um, Those legs go all the way up, baby. I will show you pictures of her later, Deb. This woman is stunning. I mean, just more than she has any right to be. Makes me mad. It's the whole. It's the She's whole so Kira Knight. It's the whole Kira Knightley, um, uh, Bram Posehn bit, where he's really mad because she's so attractive and he'll never have her. Look. <laughs> Why are you so beautiful? Yeah. He just hulks out in the green room. Yeah. But um, you run across the uh, Russian midget who works for the pimp uh, with the snakeskin eye patch. You have the clerk played by. The sublime Crispin Glover, who runs around in a, I shouldn't say runs around, rolls around in a wheelchair. Oh, he can walk, but it's his dead mother's wheelchair that he's emotionally attached to. The uh, cops who seem to be a little sadistic and on the take, the main cop played by the guy who played Dracula in Blade, um, who will be playing, by the way, McRory in The Flash. He'll be Heatwave. I'm totally okay with it. 
I'm um, still not happy with their cast. And the anyways, really? You don't even know who Heatwave is, no, other no, than no, you no, assume no, his no, powers no. are heat based. No, no. no, the Flash movie casting. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Oh my God. Yeah, weird gay queer kid. Moving on. Um, haircut like the penguin. That was unnecessarily harsh. Back to back, then. Um, and these uh, two CIA, CIA agents who may or may not be what they seem. Okay. Uh, at one point, there's a bag full of IDs and badges found. And everyone has a manila envelope with a picture of the bag in it. And Oh, and by the way, the important part of the joke I forgot to tell is that Robert De Niro says, you pick up the bag, you give me the bag, you never look in it. Okay. I literally thought they were going to end the movie without telling you what was in the bag. I'm not going to tell you what's in the bag. you got to watch that shit. And I'm telling you, Deb, it is a love it movie. Okay. Bagman. The Bagman? The Bagman. Okay. If you don't love it, I, I don't even know what I'll do. I'm guessing it's too new for me to find on Netflix. Well, I mean, it's out on DVD and VOD, so... Okay, maybe. I'll check. Yeah. You want to talk about word count first or spaced first? No, I want to talk about your word count first. I'm actually not worrying about word count. I know that you're very disciplined like that, but I'm more interested in just getting it out of my head. Do you, do you have a plan? Do you have an outline? Oh, yeah. Outlines are done. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you're on track? We're both doing NaNoWriMo is the point of this. I would say I'm a little behind simply because I slept so much on my couple days off since you're I wasn't sick. feeling well. Yeah. But, I mean, that's no excuse. Okay. Writing while half delirious, sometimes that's the best shit. What's the... Uh, when uh, in, in Transmetropolitan, when uh, they do the whole religion issue... Oh, when he goes to, like, the convention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Shannon Yarrow, like, he wakes her up because he's on, like, Jumpstart or whatever it is. Something ridiculous. And she's like, God damn it, I've had, like, three hours of sleep. I haven't watched his, his sweat off me. I, I have his cum in me. Like, I'm miserable and I'm pissed. And he's like, what better way to be a journalist? Like, so, um, and you wonder why I ended up the way I ended up. Um, Thank you, Warren. Yep. But, um, I'm, I'm behind as well, actually. I'm, if I can finish chapter two I'm calling them chapters because short story sounds stupid um, but if I can finish chapter two you're going to do case studies they're basically short stories yeah okay um, but they're, I'm referring to them as chapters just to make it easier yeah um, to people who I don't have to explain like oh it's a short story based on a blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm behind on chapter two I'm about five pages in out of eight um, I should be starting chapter three today that's actually the projected start date. I don't think I'll hit it. I actually, uh, in the outline, points referred to a character of having the Crispin Grover crazy in their eyes. It's a lot of crazy there. It's, it's a very specific look. Yeah. So spaced. We'll I, talk about that next week uh, when I wrap right? up season two. Okay, absolutely. Not um, that I haven't seen it. But oh, I've seen it. Yeah, because you and I have always done the... You know the oomph, 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 oomph. Yeah, anyways. We're okay. doing the, the fake gun thing? Are we doing the fake gun thing? Which apparently I really want to happen in real life. We'll talk about that next week. We could probably make that happen, but we need one more person that's familiar with spaced as we are. Um, yeah, because it's not as in, like, in, like inborn as, as, as uh, they say it is. 
Um, I, I will say that um, I think I might be getting the deluxe collector's edition back on DVD for my birthday. Nice. From La Madre. Because she asked me how much it costs, which is a really weird thing to ask me. It is a very odd thing to ask. When I was talking about the commentary. <laughs> which, it's an amazing commentary. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, in uh, corrections. What do we have in corrections? Ah, uh, yes. To the computer. Uh, Willoughby Kipling was Morrison's Constantine Cipher in the Doom Patrol comics. Gee, no wonder we couldn't remember that. Elizabeth Berkeley was the showgirl's lead. Okay. We're going to talk about Showgirls again? No, no we're not. And indeed, I was right. Charles Grodin is the lead lead antagonist in The Great Muppet Caper. That's it. Underscoring you with car alarm outside. As well they should. In mistakes I made this week, I've talked many times about hilarious things with working English as a second language. Mostly Eastern European co-workers. ESL. Like I said, I had to, for a second time, because she was apparently so shit-faced the first time, explain to one of my co-workers what a rim job was. I prefer syrup. Oh, that's tossing salad, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. I did actually have to explain to an acquaintance of yours, a friend of mine, what tossing the salad was. An acquaintance of mine in front of me? No, no, no. Just an acquaintance of mine. Yeah. I was going to say, and she did not Ooh. like... Lisa. Like I said, She's so okay. She she did not like my answer. She made up her own version of what that should be. It's eating at the butthole. Okay, so let's move on to social contract, asshole. Think before you talk. <laughs> no, no, I thought before I said it. I'm totally okay with what I just said. Oh. That's what tossing the salad is. Unless you like tongues up the butt. Think before you talk. Or the world's tiniest trident. <laughs> it's like that guy's like waving me off. He's like, don't, please stop. Um, think before you talk. Deb, I talked to you off air about a few things my coworkers said that could have been taken radically out of context. Well, that's why I scream phrasing a lot. Um, the best example is that a friend posted on Facebook... The new electric blanket works great. It's like Mordor under the bl- under this blanket. And I wrote... Well, that could be taken in a lot of different ways. And I wrote, the second sentence is something way different without the first one. Which, by the way, her brother-in-law, my friend Dan, uh, who's been on Shooting the Gap, um, was like laughing my ass off, arrows up at my comment. Like, I don't think she thought about what she was saying. And really, it boils down to... Before you say it, think, could anyone say phrasing? Or that's what she said? Like, avoid saying the things that will elicit those reactions. Or don't, as I do. Just own it. I Exactly. I love being filterless. You like your water unfiltered? You know what? I thought of an awesome fucking band name yesterday. Okay. Abortion cock! Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!